Hi everybody and welcome back to the Slide Road Pass YouTube channel, your home for football stats and chats. And it is quite honestly the best podcast we'll ever record, ever Mark. It is a special about the Newcastle United takeover. I'm absolutely over the freaking moon. I didn't swear that, I will swear later. How are you doing mate? Uh, I'm good. I'm obviously not as happy as you. Um... <laughs> I've totally lost it there. <laughs> That's all right. It's exciting times. It's exciting times, mate. Nobody knows what to say or do, which is uh, which is the best thing about it. But uh, yeah, we're going to get right stuck in in a minute. We've got a special guest coming on to talk all things Newcastle United takeover, and it's uh, it's just been absolutely phenomenal. In case anybody has been living under a rock or the moon, or you're just from Sunderland and you don't want to listen, your fingers in your ears. Newcastle United have been bought, and uh, we have the mega rich owners now of the PIF, Amanda Staveley and the Rubin brothers. And we're about to get stuck right into this for the next few minutes and uh, bask in the glory of what could be for Newcastle United, mate. So without further ado, Mark, roll those credits. Let's get stuck in, bud. No. Ding dong, the fat cockney bastard has gone. <laughs> Get in! As we said, this is the Newcastle United Takeover special. You can see we'll be joined by the very happy, very excited Dan from New NUFC. <laughs> Dan, how are you, mate? What man, sunshine? Well, I'm creased after you've just done that introduction there. <laughs> had to be done, it had to be done. Come on, mate. Um, well, over the moon, ecstatic, all, all the superlatives, Chris. It, just the fact that my club might once again be moving in the correct direction. Well, it's it's relief, if anything. I think that's, that's the best way of describing it. It's just relief and just a sheer, it was a sheer outpouring of joy and emotion. I'm sure we'll get to how Thursday went yeah, in, this, in the show, but yeah, just, just, just ecstatic. Fantastic. Listen, we're going to get stuck into it again. And just in case, again, like I said in the intro, if anybody you know, happening to be away on business on Thursday, on the moon, or if you live in Sunderland, you've got your fingers in your ears going, la, 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 la. Sorry, but Newcastle United have been bought by Amanda Stavely, the Rubin Brothers, and the PIF Fund. And Mark has a wonderful slide, probably the best slide he's ever done in his life. Just to show you, exactly. Just to show you how wealthy these guys are, we sit right at the top there with a combined wealth of 322 billion and that is a hundred billion more than cheat code fc psg that sign the best players in the world every single week so how about some of that get it up your top six come on that's what i'm saying about that mate so so absolutely just just let's leave that slide up there for a second dan let's just let's just enjoy oh. that for a second mate how does that make you feel as a newcastle fan mate well, I could sum it up in some explicit words, but I'm not going to. <laughs> go for um, it. But we're already blacklisted for the bad language because of me anyway. Mate. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> oh, just, just look. Like, I, you know what it was, right? It was on Friday morning, and I was chatting to my dad about it all, like what had happened the night before. And I was saying to him, oh, yeah, because I was saying, oh, PSG, or the, the second richest club in the world. He's like, oh, who's the richest again? And I was like, us. <laughs> and he was just looking at me like, we just both started laughing straight away. Oh, mate, it's amazing. Do you, do you know what, Dan? I'm really excited for a young fan like yourself. I mean, bring Mark in here as well, because obviously we're, we're all thoughts compared to you, mate. But we, we remember when Newcastle were good. Yeah, you're welcome, mate. We remember when Newcastle were good. 
you know, back in the nineties under Keegan, then obviously you know, a bit of Robson, you kind of came in sadly towards the back end of that. But but even even for you, Mark, I mean, how excited are you for Dan as a young fan to experience a, a Newcastle United? Come on, how excited are you for me? <laughs> just purely for Dan, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it. just for Dan. No, no one else. No. Um, <laughs> he dressed no, for the occasion. I, You've got to be excited, bro. <laughs> absolutely. Um, no, uh, you're right. You know, those of a certain age know nothing different than than the last 14 years of of just dire a dire club. Um, you know, you look at dying club. Uh, well, yeah, almost. Yeah. You. you if you look at the the sort of the Freddie Shepherd years, and we'll, we'll go back to the, yes, football was pre the Premier League, but we'll go back to the Premier League era when Newcastle got promoted. It was what fourteen years um, until Mike Ashley took over. Um, in that time, they finished in the top ten far more than they they were out of it. Um, in fact, I think is it something like eleven of the fourteen seasons were in the top ten. Three of those yeah. were tenth, and then and then it was three outside. So um, the vast majority of those challenging for Europe, and then Ashley takes over, and you've got one top five finish and three three top tens in fourteen years, two relegations, um, and just no. It, there was just no hope. There was no desire to to ever improve and. Even after that that season that you finished fifth, that it's just there, there was no. Well, come on, let's build on it. Let's you know, let's, let's expand on what we've done because we've done brilliantly this season for whatever reason, and it just never happened. And that was always the the, the case under Rashi. And just to now have hope, to quote. Princess Leia in Star Wars, you know, you now have. Oh, hope. I thought you were quoting Steve Bruce, to be honest. I've got class. Um, I, don't, I don't want to see him in that gold bikini, mate. That's not good. No, 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 no. Just, you just put just, an interesting image into my head and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm now scarred for life. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. No, it's, I, I don't have a picture of that, thank God, to bring up. There's no slide <laughs> no for that. Um, but no, you're right. Just for, for Newcastle fans alone, just to have some hope now of yeah. of, of being able to compete. I, I saw a great banner that was up. We, you know, we don't expect to win. We just we just expect you to try, and that's exactly what every Newcastle fan has said for donkeys. Is they just want the team to go out and go. You know, we, we believe that we can go out and win. We might not, but at least we're going to give it a go and. That's always been something that, that I think every pundit under the sun has always overlooked is the fact that they, they're all adamant that Newcastle fans want the glory days of Keegan back and you want to be finishing second, but they just want to try. Even even with no support for the manager, they just wanted you know the team to go out and go, you know, let's just go out and give it a go, not not let's sit back and and just hope we nick a, a one goal win or, or we get a draw or it's just been it's been garbage and it is exciting you know you know i i'm born and raised up here so it's it is a, a team fairly close to my heart because they're the only one up here um you know it is a it is a one club city you know and i live on the outskirts so i, I get it and it's been i used to dread newcastle games as a villa fan 
I'm getting to the point where I'm probably going to dread Newcastle games as a Villa fan once again. Um, so yeah, it's just it is amazing, and it's yeah, and that's for me. So and that's my excitement about it, and I just yeah, I can see why after after so long that, that Newcastle fans are so excited about it. Absolutely, Dan. Where were you when you heard the news, mate? I was. Outside St James's Park, next near the Bobby Robson statue, stood with yes. Andrew Musgrove of the Chronicle. I was oh, helping. I, I, I'd been helping him and Emil out all day. Um, Emil was at work at this point, but so I was helping Andrew. I was carrying a few bits of his equipment around and just generally shadowing him, essentially just getting some experience. Um, and then suddenly, a, a, just a, a roar went up, and the journalist in us was like, "Well." Where's the official confirmation? We need it. We need it. We can't say anything until we actually have it. Um, and so we were desperately refreshing Twitter. And all we found was that Sky Sports are reporting, oh, the shares and the money's been transferred. <laughs> so Andrew, because he had to go live on Facebook and Twitter at this point to try and report. So I was desperately finding tweets for him and other reporters to read out to his live <laughs> viewers. Scroll, uh, scrolling through. Like yes, <laughs> so I found a few from Lee Ryder, from Mark Douglas, and obviously Sky Sports. That he read out live and then um and then i had to rush off in towards the milburn stand into a quiet little spot because i had to do a quick interview for my radio show about the great north run <laughs> in the middle of all in the midst of all this yeah i had to go and do that i mean lovely little interview great to listen if you're a fan of the great north run but right at that point when things are kicking off you just sort of want to be in the middle of it and then I just about finished that interview and then another role went up as I was walking back and then I'd heard that the Premier League had given the official confirmation that was the moment. and then they just went mental and oh man what was it what was it like and how because I saw that I saw the scenes Mark saw the scenes you know it's like it's like that remember that scene in Gremlins too when they all just get them all at the end of the like the big skyscraper at the end there's just fucking millions of them it was kind of like that out of nowhere just it was like three or four fans that all of a sudden there just seemed to be millions of them um, well, how, how, I, quick, how quickly did that kick off then? How quickly did I got out, right. I'll, I'll, I'll take you through my day. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the ground from half past 12 in the afternoon. Yeah, I'd swerved out of a university lecture to get there to meet a meal. You're, you're not going to get in trouble for this, are you? Uh, no. don't, don't, don't watch a slide. Well, the thing is, right, I, I'd said to the lecturer, um, I've got to go and film some stuff about regarding the take up. He said, that's fine. I support Newcastle. I'm currently refreshing my Twitter as well. Get yourself away. <laughs> go and do some <laughs> actual shit. Yeah, yeah go, and, go, go and like be part of it. So I was like, thank you very much. Uh, so I left about half an hour early. Um, bumped into Andrew Musgrove there. He was busy interviewing people. Then I interviewed me for the Chronicle, which ended up on the Chronicle website. I then went and found Emil, who was busy waiting to be interviewed by Sky Sports. But then that had to be pushed back because they couldn't find a camera. I know. Sky Sports, and they couldn't find a camera. Um, I know, and then we had to go off down to the Bobby Robson statue to go and do an interview with Channel 4, with, which I took some photos of. Then we rushed back up to the car park, a sky found the camera. <laughs> then we rushed back down again to do part one of the fan cams, which are out now at the time of recording. Yeah, very um, good. I've watched, I've watched the first half, not the second half. Yeah, yeah, very right, good. Well, but <laughs> just you wait. Um, and then Emil had to go off to work, of course, on Heart Radio. So then I started shadowing Andrew a little bit. I went off then I, at about sort of three, 20 past three. I went off. I got some food for me and Andrew. 
um because we were a bit pecked we hadn't eaten much during the day i had a quick change as well because it was a it was actually quite a humid day and i was a bit sweaty with all the excitement <laughs> so I, I had a quick change of clothes as well got back we had Thank a bit of a, i know we had a bit of a snack i'd also brought a power pack for andrew musgrove's phone because it was running desperately low yeah so i brought a power pack to help him charge that up which he thanked me immensely for um I did a couple of Vox Pops for LBC um, whilst there, because they were asking for some. And then, obviously, then what happened happened at about 10 to 5, I think it was, roughly. And then and then it was after quarter past five. And then um, all that happened. As I said, So for the majority of the day, there was, a, I'd say there's about, you know, a decent amount, maybe 50 or so fans there for 1,500 or so. By the time that six o'clock came and obviously the official confirmation come and that people were starting to get there, it, it got into the hundreds and then touching the thousands. Incredible. And then we finished going around. There was footballs being pelted around as well. I had to kick it a couple of times into the air. Um, some some lad pelted one and it knocked a beer out of another lad's hand and it went all over. Oh, I know. <clears throat> what a nightmare. I know. And but then, I bet you the, the feel-good factor was so good that even oh, spilling the pint didn't ruin it. No one it. cared. It was just funny. Everyone just found it funny. This is the thing. <laughs> I bumped into several old school friends who had started attending. I bumped into Matthew Raysbeck, originally oh, Newcastle. So I had a little quick word with him. Um, he was just there filming it as well. And then I went off with Andrew Musgrove and his dad off to the strawberry for a pint. Uh, and then Emil rang me saying, I'm finished work done. Are we going to get back out there and do part two of the fan cams? He finished at seven, so we, we got back out there. Part two will be out soon, just a little plug there. Um, and then once that was done, then me and Emil ran off to Sainsbury's because Tesco, we'd heard, had ran out of cans. We ran up, so we ran off to a Sainsbury's, me and Emil, and we bought some alcohol. <laughs> he went and dumped some of his equipment in his car in the car park. I went off the Sainsbury's, bought the alcohol. We then cracked it open and then ran back in the middle of it, walked past Sam Fender, said hello to him. Um, and then me and Emil just got lost in the the whole madness of it. A few of my friends turned, well, a couple of my friends turned up as well. And then me and Emil just had a merry old time into the night. I got drunk with Emil Franchi. What could be better? <laughs> exactly, exactly, mate. Honestly, yeah. Uh, like my wife wants to have a drink with Emil French. I'm not going to let her. Though. Too handsome. Well, too he's, handsome. A, he's a very <laughs> handsome man, isn't he? Big, sh big shout out to him. We love Emil. But uh, that's, listen, mate, that's fantastic. Listen, uh, what a what a great insight, Mark, that is to the day, isn't it? Of a of a, of a journalist, really, mate. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was the, the scenes were just phenomenal. It was just nice to see there being a buzz about the city again, and it's been. It has been dire. It is, you know, the atmosphere around around the place, you know, at the best of times is, is quite low, especially what everybody's just been through over the last 18 months or so. And it's just, everybody's got a smile on their face walking around. And you're right. It's some of the scenes. I can't stop. I'm just. Well, exactly. Happy. And, you know, you, you see some of the signs going on. Uh, the, honestly. I'm in there somewhere. I'm somewhere uh, there. Incredible. Absolutely it's just incredible. Absolutely phenomenal to see. And, you know, I just, I know there's reservations about it, but uh, yeah, you, you can, as a, as a football fan of, of any other club, you can understand why there is so much excitement about what the future now holds. 
Yeah, it's interesting, Mark. Just just to touch on that a bit, you, you you raised a good point there. You know, we, we spoke about this, Dan, as well. You know, in, in the True Faith group chat, where you know we 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 get involved, and we write a bit for True Faith as well. You know, nobody's going to put these guys up to win humanitarian of the year award. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, but I think I think what people need to understand here, and Mark's kind of touched on it quite eloquently there. You know that this is a this is the heartbeat of the city. You know, Newcastle United in St James's Park is the heart of Newcastle and that heart has been ripped out, stamped on, tabs put out on it, pissed on all sorts for 14 years. And, you know, to have this hope and this, this, this excitement and not, not just to get a good football team and, and good players again, you know, to invest in the community, to create jobs, to, you know, to develop the training complex, to, to bring on the next generation of young Newcastle players, you know, kids now who are in school, rather than going to Chelsea and Manchester United, come and stay and playing at the hometown club, being the next Shearer or the next Gaza. You know, that's massive, not just for Newcastle, that's massive for the city. And I understand people from the outside don't get that. But if you flip the rules around and that was your club, that was that was Stoke City or that was Aston Villa Market, that was Leicester, it, and they bought you and they were promising all that, you wouldn't see the negative side of it. You would see what it could be. You know, I, I, I think it's a great analogy. I think Adam from True Faith said it as well. When Aguero scored that goal for Manchester City, the famous goal, Martin Tyler lost his shit. Like, did anybody pull Aguero and go, ooh, have you thought about where that money's coming from? Mm, you know, they didn't do that. Everyone was just lost in a moment that little Manchester City went from Grimsby away in the League One playoff final to being the biggest club in the country. You know, and, and if Newcastle United can go on the same journey, you know, absolutely, you know, why piss on their chips? Yes, You've got to have some kind of an understanding about it. But, you know, go and talk to people who can influence it. Talk to government. Talk to MPs. Don't talk to Gary from Walls End who sits in the Gallagher end. He's not going to do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? He's just going to look at you and say, oh, well, I, there might be bastards, mate, but I, what am I going to do about it? You know, don't lambast the Newcastle fans. Yes, be conscientious about it, but don't lambast. That's just my that's just my top and forth there, lads. So, Yep, round of applause. Now, you've... I think you're bang on. At the end of the day, the, the Newcastle fans are there for one thing and one thing only, and that's the club. It's the yep. club and the city at the end of the day. You're right. It is the, the beating heart of the club. The club are on a high. The city is on a high. And everybody around it has an extra spring in their step. Um, if there are problems outside of the football, then those have to be tackled by the right people, not poor Gary from Wall's End. I don't know why you've picked on Gary. I don't know who Gary is. I feel very sorry for Gary. Now. Exactly. He's, um, he's, a, he's a political powerhouse in the social club. Eh? He's all got <laughs> yeah, and you, but you, you, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it is. It's a bigger story than the football club. Some of the the issues that I, I don't want to get into because I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not qualified in in that. Um, I, I get the worry, and I get the worry that, that's come with other clubs as well. But again, I, you're absolutely right. If you know some some of the the clubs that are struggling financially suddenly have this influx of of cash, are they really going to sit there and go, nah, I, "I don't like it"? No, we Villa had a, a Chinese owner. There were question marks, but we accepted the fact that he wanted to invest in the club and get us take us forward we were all sold on the story that we were going to be in the champions league in five years time it was complete bullshit but 
it was a it was a story we were all sold on and a lot a lot you know were just accepted the fact that yeah he's, he's a new owner we don't really care where the money's come from we don't care where he comes from it's just our club's going to be better than it was before um and that's pretty much what you'll find from from a lot of fans um you're right have the be conscientious about what else is going on but we're not we're not there to to be the political voice of of, of the world absolutely yeah i think that's right but we'll, we'll kind of park the i think the moralistic uh moralistic uh you know uh, obligations there. Really, wasn't it? yeah yeah to, to one side let, let, let's move on to to the checklist of what let's the owners leave the geopolitics to side for now yes exactly yeah. mate thank you mate so so we'll leave that to one side and the, the new owners have got a massive job on their hands you know it isn't just a club that will come in and just go boof ta-da new set of forward everything sorted there's a massive job on their hands and for me dan i want to get your opinion here <clears throat> for me there's one place to start, and that's in the dugout. Get that useless sack of shite, Baron of Bacon, out of my club. He's ridiculously shite, mediocre. I love you. I love that, the Baron of Bacon. That's my favourite thing <laughs> I've ever said, Chris. One of, one of the worst managers I've ever seen in my life. Mark will back me up here because he had the twat for a few years. And he's dreadful. So, Dan, what is your opinion on that, mate? Well, yeah, he's got to go, hasn't he? Obviously, like, if, 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 if we're going to be a forward-looking club, we can't be looking at the statistically one of the worst managers ever to manage the Premier League. We can't exactly. keep him, no matter what Danny Murphy says or Gabby <laughs> says. But, yeah, well, we'll get stuck into these knackers in a minute. Mark's got a fantastic slide here he's just going to pull up. And, and for anybody listening on the audio, if you are fantastic, you know, you would catch us on Spotify, iTunes and all the other podcasting platforms. But just to talk through this, Mark's got a great slide up on the screen. Obviously, for guys on YouTube, you can see that and you're probably swearing right now. But this is Steve Bruce's tail of the tape from Newcastle United. From July 2019 to present, 83 games, 23 wins, 23 draws, 37 defeats. I don't think he's won a game uh, in about 37 games, Mark, has he? He's scored 92, conceded 136, and he's got a 27.7% win ratio. Absolutely awful for anybody listening to that or watching that. How on earth can you call yourself a professional pundit Gabby and Bong Lahore, sorry, Mark, and Danny Murphy in particular, who, I mean, this was a knacker of the week who was questioned having a, a throw-in coach. You know, he's, he's like Mike Bassett, England manager or something. Why is he even still on the TV? You know, get him off the BBC. Yeah, talk, talk sports different because that just seems to be a conveyor belt of absolute wazics that go round and round and just talk shite for a living. But, you know, you cannot sit there as a professional pundit. I mean, Gary Neville was on Sky the other week and I spoke to the lads of True Faith, brilliant him and Carragher. They're on the money with it. You cannot have a manager like that ruining this buzz, can you, Mark? Just come to you on that first. You can't have this manager ruining this buzz, can you? You can't. No. I, I, and that, that's exactly what I, I, I sort of said the other day. If you, you have this positive buzz around the, the city, around the area, the club, you turn up at St. James's Park on the weekend and he's still in the dugout. That, that atmosphere is going to get horrible. And it's not, it's not going to get horrible in terms of the team. It is all going to be directed at one man. And yeah, it's to take the manager out of it. That just is not fair on, on, on Steve Bruce. Yes. He's, he's, he's been awful. Um, his record is atrocious, but as a human, I, I don't want to see another human being subjected to what can only be, you know, will, will only be abuse for 90 minutes yeah. Yeah, because exactly. he's just, because you know, even if he was there for it, 
that would be the last. I, I, I think. I don't think it would go beyond that. I think, you know, move them on, garden leave, whatever you want to call it. Have if you haven't got somebody ready to come in, you've got a perfect guy in there just to to take over in the interim in in Graham Jones. Yeah. Have that. Make sure that whatever atmosphere there is at St James's Park at the weekend is just buzzing and there's it's all positive you don't want anything to 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 sideline what's happened since thursday absolutely dan you'll probably be there on sunday i imagine mate i will indeed so i'm just reading some tweets well from uh luke edwards on five live sport about steve bruce and his future right now oh, okay. well, the last hour or so half the press half the press i know saying and i quote luke edwards on five live sports tonight uh i don't think steve bruce will be in the dugout against tottenham we'll find out in the next 24 to 48 hours it seems to be very much all she wrote doesn't it really um i should imagine it'll be graham, i think it'll be graham jones in the dugout on sunday just covering that one game personally before yeah. they, they find the, the successor just just on that dan um and we'll get mark's opinion on this as well do you think we'll play with a bit more freedom, a bit more on the front foot in that one game at Graham Jones or one or two games Graham Jones might be in charge of? Wouldn't it be interesting to see if we do that? Stays, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you, you, you do wonder like, how much say it, it does Bruce put the handbrake on them in terms of an attacking sense. So it will be very interesting to see if it is Graham Jones who is in the dugout on Sunday, what that's going to be like. Obviously, was it Graham Jones who came with a split striker formation? Because that, you know, wasn't brilliant. Was. Mm. That was a, because because then they had Ryan Fraser playing centrally and Dwight Gale playing out wide, and that baffled me mm. completely last season. But to be honest, I think regardless of what happens on Sunday, the atmosphere at the start and the build-up will probably carry us through anyway. Oh yes, I think so. So I I I, I think it's going to be. A, It'll just be a good day regardless of the result. I, 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 it'd be like, I mean, we would like to have a win considering that we still haven't won a game yet this season. Mm, we, haven't, we haven't thought we are still technically in a relegation battle here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although January, we have a war chest, I should imagine. So <laughs> uh, things hopefully will improve. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting. But I'm, if anything, I'm just looking for, look forward to the return of war flags and to the atmosphere. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It'd be interesting as well. I think, um, Mark, just to bring you in as well, with the buzz in that stadium and players like St. Maximin, who draws off that, feeds off that. And, and, and if Wilson's back as well, surely those guys are going to be absolutely flying in that atmosphere, aren't they? Yeah, you would like the things. So. I mean, it doesn't take much for St. Maximin to start flying, does it? I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the single best thing for Newcastle so far this season, up until Thursday. Um, it's, what happened on Thursday? So, no, just <laughs> small news day. I think it was. It was uh, uh, slow, um, slow day. Slow day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you get him back. You get some of the others back. I think you know is Debravka due to be fit possibly as He's well. Fifty-fifty. I should yeah. imagine. It, I doubt you'll be risked. I think it'll still be Darlow and goal. Yeah, I think it'll be Darlow as well. Yeah, I think Darlow. But I wonder if Lascelles is back. Lascelles is back in training, isn't he? As well, I think. So, I think yes, I think yeah. he'll be back in. Yeah. So how, how Sorry, even man. having those around the squad again, ready for the for the Sunday, being there, I think just just everybody will get a lift. And I think yeah. uh, is it 
is it as much as the handbrakes put on by Bruce or just the players aren't really sure what they're supposed to be doing, which seems like the handbrake? I, I don't know. Um, he, he always felt like he, he was just really unwilling to unleash his players in the right positions. To, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's always been work. a sort of a case with Steve Bruce that he's so scared to not lose. Yeah. Stops in time to win game. Like, he'd rather not lose than go up, go all out yeah. for a win, essentially. Mm. That's the way. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you're right. We, we saw that at, at times at Villa as well. And that, and that was in a, the division below where we had the, the most expensive squad in championship history. So, you know, it was, it, it was horrible to watch then, you know, you had moments and, and Newcastle have had moments where, you know, all of a sudden something clicks in like the Leicester game last season where it just seemed like everything going forward really worked. That was a brilliant But game. you was, yeah, but it, at the end of it, you were panicking that actually, are we going to throw, oh, throw this away? Very easy, is and, it? Very, very easy. Um, so, and you wonder then, is that why he's he's so reluctant to, to let his teams go for it? Because he doesn't really know how to then keep hold of that um, that lead or or change the way he's playing. So, it will be interesting to see if Jones is the, the man, how much freedom the players get. Um, but I think if you've got Wilson up front, I think you've, you've yeah. got the players around him to, to create... Um, and certainly cause first problems. Um, St. Maximum, I think, will feed on a full St. James's Park and a loud St. James's Park um, and will play to them as well. And I think, yeah. you know, every time he gets the ball, that crowd noise is just going to go through the roof. Just just a little sidebar on St. Maximum. <clears throat> I think one of the best things about the takeover is maybe being overlooked is uh, without that takeover, he'd have been gone. He'd have been gone either in January or the end of the season. You know, you, you get the takeover now. So Maximum wants to stay here. This is the club to be at. Why is he going to go? You know, so we can build the team around him. And that brings me nicely to the players. You know, I, I think with the players, they're also going to be playing for their futures. You know, they don't know who's coming in. You know, they, we're going to have a look at that in, in a second. They don't know who's coming in. So they'll be thinking, I better turn it on here. Likes to show long stuff, likes to Joe Willick. They'll be thinking, I better really put a game in here because if this new manager's watching me, either in the stands or you know, in Italy or wherever he is on holiday until he comes back and takes a Newcastle job. I better pull my finger out here because if I play shit, he'll be thinking, well, I don't want him there. I'll just get rid in January and buy somebody else. So very interesting, I think, on Sunday, Dan, and I think we'll all be yeah. bouncing in the stadium, outside the stadium, across the other side of the world. All Newcastle fans are going to be absolutely gasping for Sunday. And uh, just moving on to what we're talking about, Mark, with the next manager. Mark's got a nice slide there for the, um, <clears throat> the better nods, current better nods. I'll let you take this one, Mark, just from the top. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's slightly different to the way it looked yesterday. I think Conte's just slipped slipped a little bit, but the favourite at the moment is is Lucien Favre, who was the ex Dortmund and uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach manager. Um, Brendan Rodgers is is now second favourite. Um, you know, Conte's still there, even though he sort of the, those reports had said that he would only take over a club that was ready to win. Um, Roy Martinez is there. I'm not. I'm not sure that would be the right route to take. Gerard at eight to one, but I, th I think he's distanced himself today. See Jones as an interim, maybe that that's possibly the the reason for his inclusion there. He wasn't there yesterday, 
um, that high in the bet. And, and then you've got the, the likes of Eddie Howe, Graham Potter, Frank Lampard and, and Zidane, um, sort of as the, well, I was going to say outsiders, but they're, they're not really that long, long a shot. I know there's lots of talk about Graham Potter um, being, being potentially going to be approached, um, which I don't think would be a bad shout um, at all, given the, the way that his team plays. Um, and I think, you know, you put a you put a team that creates a lot of chances in with a striker that scores goals, that's that's a good combination. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's the, the top few maybe surprised me a little bit. Um, obviously, Favre wasn't there a couple of days ago and then, then appeared sort of yesterday or the day before. Um, the rest have been sort of there or thereabouts, but just... On a day-by-day -day basis, though, those are those guys are moving around um, a little bit and, and things. So that's that was the latest. I think I got those from from um, Skybet um, just before we started. So it's uh, I don't know what are your thoughts, Dan. Uh, you know who who was your favourite on that list, or is there anybody that's not on that list? I'd love Green Potter. You know, thing is, I've got to, I've got to. Brighton supporting me, and he's like me, he's a trainee journalist. And I know he would cry if we stole Graham Potter of him, but I'd love to say just to see that look on his face. Um, because well, Graham Potter at Brighton, obviously, as we know, plays fantastic football, and but has never really had a say striker like Callum Wilson who can actually score. I know Neil Mope is all right, but he's not, he's not Callum Wilson, he's not of that standard, no. So, I think if 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 Potter came at Newcastle and with the, because I, I, I honestly go as far as saying you guys have a better like sort of starting eleven than Brighton do. I'd say that, yeah, <clears throat> I agree. But obviously we have Steve Bruce and they have Graham Potter here. That is the difference. So, so um, yeah, I'd love someone because of course he you know his experience in the Premier League as well. Um, I get the feeling it'll probably be someone like Favre. You know, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Is it Fabry? Um, Favre, Favre, I, I don't think it's Brett Favre from the from the NFL. I, I'm not sure that's right. It's probably Favre or Favre. Yeah. Just from people Martin, who are... Just I apologise if I'm butchering that as well. <laughs> Matt's normally really good at these things. He's football <laughs> manager, Matt, so he's normally quite good at these types of things. So. <laughs> just from people who I've spoken to, that's who they seem to think. Yeah, um, see, for, for my me, inside knowledge... Ooh. Your inside knowledge or all your journalistic contacts. Well, for, for me, and uh, my, my, my dad, or my dad would agree, he's a Celtic fan. Um, <clears throat> but for me, it's Brendan Rodgers all day long. I think that what these guys want to do as the owners of this club, they want to create an infrastructure. They want to work with the academy, you know, right from the grassroots up to the first team. And I think Brendan Rodgers is the perfect man for that. I think he, you know, he was involved at the Chelsea Youth Academy. Beautiful you know, human being. He's a, he's a beautiful human being as well. Uh, he, uh, sorry, sorry, Brendan. My God, we, we just we just murdered that there. But uh, he, you know, he, went, he went over to Barcelona. I'm sure Brendan listens, by the way. Hi, Brendan. Uh, come to Newcastle. It's great. Um, we'll get we'll get some kebab meat at the point. So yeah, so we'll bring, you can bring Colo Toure if you want yeah, to bring him. Colo Toure. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> He's uh, I mean, he's a fantastic manager. He really is. You know, he, he can he can build it from the ground up. I was trying to be all serious, and you two take the piss. Um, but <laughs> you know, he's, he's he's got a fantastic record. And do you know what? It is? He's he's worked for two huge clubs with really big expectations in Southwark and Liverpool. So I think he's got the mentality. He's got the shoulders to carry what's what's coming. The expectation behind the money. 
And it, he's, he's a manager. He's a progressive manager. He wants to get to the next level. He wants to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, I really think if we were to give him an offer he couldn't refuse to quote the Godfather at Leicester, I think he would come here. Absolutely. And I think he'd be a perfect manager for the job. I know some guys don't like it. He's fake time. He's David Brett. I mean, that thing with the envelope at Liverpool is following him around everywhere, isn't it, really? But as a manager, I know, Mark, you're a big fan of Brendan as well as a manager. He plays unbelievable football, doesn't he, man? Yeah, let's not forget as well. He was outfoxed by Steve Bruce last year, though, don't forget. Oh. <laughs> Put that in the bin, you. Come on, let's have that. Go on, so, so we're keeping Bruce then, yeah? Is that the... Is that the <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> no, I, I do like Brendan. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of forget that he was a whisker away from, from taking the Premier League title with Liverpool before Cotton. You know, he's... Yeah. Famously, he was a he was a Steven Gerrard slip away from it. Um, so they, you know, it, it sort of all fell away after that. You know, Suarez leaving it and things, but he had them playing some wonderful football, and he, and he gets he gets some great football out of of Leicester as well. They've not started great this season, but you know they 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 do play some good stuff and. He's got a track record, um, you know. Yes, Leicester. I think you know Leicester won the Premier League um, before he got there, but cup finals and, and Champions League, you know, um, challenge, qualification challenges and things for, for, for Leicester is is still a great effort. Um, and he's not breaking the bank with transfers either. You know, he is quite well thought through, um, but it's just his, his style of coaching. More than anything else, and you, you take from from where he came from um, from Swansea, the way they were playing, the way Celtic played, the way Liverpool played, and now the way Leicester played. It's just yeah. it, it would be. I think it would be a perfect fit, um, especially for somebody to come in, build from the ground up over a course of three, five to ten years. He, he could very well be the man that that is there for a decade. Yeah. To to see this right the way through to, you know, a Premier League challenge, a Champions League challenge, at that level, and he's got that, he's got that power in him because of where he's been before to bring in a higher level of player. Um, that's maybe the, the likes of an Eddie Howe doesn't have. He doesn't have that that gravitas. Yeah, um, a pull, that pull to a player. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he, he doesn't, you know, he is well known. He's well liked. Hmm. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I think it, it would be a, a great shout um, if he is the man to come in. Dan's still dancing in the bottom. Sorry, you just <laughs> like when you mentioned he's got it there. I've, I've now got um, Venus by Banorama stuck in my head. <laughs> He's got it. I think, no I think you had, I think you had too it. many cans. You had too many cans on that takeover night, Dan. I think you're still, you're still half cut, baby. I'm uh, still married. Do we, do we get copyright strikes for Dan singing here? Is that oh, right? I doubt it. It's not that good. <laughs> no, he, he did say banner. He did say bannerama. That must be the tribute. Bannerama. Yeah, it, it, it was. It wasn't quite the, the actual. But that's a nice segue, actually, Mark. Just, just looking at the kind of pull of players. Um, this is in the banana rama. <laughs> no, 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 not, not the banana on the bit. Uh, but just, just looking at the January transfer window, Dan, you know, just come back down to earth a little bit. Come back down to earth. Now, no, yes, just, just come and join us on planet Earth. Now, I'm dead excited, like everyone's excited, right? We might be mega wealthy, 
but as you rightly said, Dan, at the minute we're in the bottom three, right? So yeah, yeah. providing providing we get out of the bottom three and we're in the mid table or whatever it may be, maybe even top ten. Who are you looking at in January, realistically here, as as a transfer target? You know, I'll I'll get mine in a minute, but realistically, who are you looking for, mate, to get us to that next level? Well, considering what has been reported and what we're supposedly going to be given to spend, you know, people some people are saying in the hundreds of millions, which I know for January is a bit absurd, but it may well come to pass. I'd look at someone like Donny van der Beer from my United, you know. Good show. Because he's, he doesn't get played there very often. He sits on the bench, doesn't do anything, and he's a good player, as, as we've seen at Ajax previously. Go and get him, and he'll fit into that midfield lovely alongside Joe Willock. Um, I've heard mentions of Anthony Martial. I've heard mentions of Marco Accardi. Um, You know, the... There's no doubt these would improve our squad. Obviously, there these are these are good players, and I, I'd love I'd love a James Ward Prowse in there as well. You know, that's I was going to get in that one as well, mate. So yeah, I'd love something like that. I'd love a James Ward Prowse in there, and let's be honest, we can afford him now. <laughs> well, that that's a good shout. I mean, you know, Villa was sniffing Mark, weren't they? Before um, you grabbed who was it? You got in the end? It wasn't Ward Prowse. It was somebody else you pulled in, wasn't it? I can't remember who it was now. Well, we, um, we we brought in Buendia and Bailey. And, that was it. Um, but the Japanese, yeah. Danny Ings and yeah. so kind of didn't, yeah, didn't really have enough probably left over to, to maybe get him. But, you know, Dan's got a great point. Me and Mark are huge fans of Ward Prowse. Fantastic player. Um, I think what he brings you, Dan, you're totally right. One thing we lack massively is we're not we're not a threat from set pieces. No. Well, that's, no, well, that's a very good point. Yeah, whether it's a direct free kick, penalty, you know, corners, we're just not very good. This this lad himself can get you six or seven goals a season from dead balls, but his, his assists and his delivery is, is incredible. You have a player like Callum Wilson there, uh, Lascelles. I know there's going to have field day, isn't he? Absolute oh, field mate. Absolutely. And I know there's talk about uh, was James Tchaikovsky from Burnley, who's a hell of a, a, hell of a centre-half. You know, he, he's ready for the next level. He has been for a long time. You know, and I, and I think putting him in that Newcastle back four would help us massively. Um, for me, Dan, I'm, I'm looking at the full-back positions. Um, I'd mm, love we, can't, we can't keep playing Matt Ritchie there. Not now. No, no obviously left-back. I mean, I think I, I sent a bit of a dream team and didn't I? A realistic dream team. And uh, I had uh, Tierney at left-back, which is probably a bit of a push. But when you've got the money we've got, why not? Yeah, why, not have, why not have a double? Yeah, but um, I would love, I would love Lampardy. Right back. From I'd the, love. Yes, uh, uh, great shout, Chris. I mean, as I mentioned, my Brighton mate before. He 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 loves Tarek Lamptey. He's been out injured for a little while though, and obviously he's, he's just getting his way back into it now. But brilliant, brilliant fullback. Very young, pacey. Like we saw when he came to St James's Park at the start of the last season, how he tore us to shreds down that down that right hand side. I take Tarek Lamptey in a heart. If you can keep him fit, he's one hell of a right back. Future England player, Tarek Lamptey. 100%. Mark, Mark, is there anybody you think is a priority for us? Anybody we should be looking at with this blank checkbook? Um, uh, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar. Well, you, know is, you hear a lot of, oh, well, you know, we've got enough to go out and sign these players, but you've got to be realistic and where you, you've said it, you, where you are at the moment. Yeah. I think January, you look at the next step is to get out of that, finish as high as possible. The likes of Tarkovsky. Um, I think it's, it's too early players, I think it is, isn't it? It's just proven. Yeah, exactly. You need you need to come in and, and strengthen and, and, and take that first step. I think given Ward Prowse's 
contract that he signed with with Southampton, you know, when when Villa were sniffing around, it is that's if he his agent's got any sense, it's got to get out clause in it, like like Grealish had. Um, but I think six months is probably too early to for that to 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 be sort of you know kicked in, or or at least for for somebody to to go in and do it. I, I think that was probably more of a summer transfer. Yeah. Um, it, it's tough. Fullback, I think, is 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 an instant need. I think definitely a left back is one that you need you need to have there. Um, talk obviously we've said at centre back. I think another striker. Definitely. Um, yes. Absolutely, is a desperate need because outside of Wilson, there is no one else. Um, Gale's not up for this level. Um, Joe Linton's not the answer. Um, there isn't anybody else. Um, so you, you need somebody to come in and play with or compete with Wilson for, for that um, for that start and central striker role. Um, I'm just trying to think of, of who that could be. I think, do you mention Mario Cardi before? I think. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's been touted. There's, there's, there's been rumours. Because we're rumoured with currently every single player in the well, world. Well, yeah. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? And because you look and go, is this too early for some of these? You know, the likes of Icardi, I think, is mm. is maybe a season too early for somebody of that, I think so. that stature. Well, I think what you, 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 if you it's a loan project, deal. Though, don't you? You sell them the project. Yeah. That's come, big coming. Yes, we're not at that level there, but coming be part of this. Well, you, 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 you can sell the legend, can't you? And I think this is what I wrote yesterday about the Newcastle manager and, and you know, Conte not wanting to be part of the project. He wants a ready-made, you know, ready-made thing, ready, you know, ready to compete for the title straight away. Come and be that legend. Come and come and earn your status as the as the a, a jury hero because we've seen it before with plenty of players that come in early on and are part of something special. So come and do it because the, there's very few places that are like Newcastle to to come and and be absolutely loved for for what you do for the club. So for somebody like that to sell them that project, then you, you're right, Dan, that, that, that that's moves the way to go. And if you can you maybe start that process, especially with somebody like that that, that comes in on loan, maybe it's for, for the first part, and then you look to bring them in in the summer permanently, that might be the way to go. Um, you know, it, it gives them a taste and then you, know, you walk into St James's Park, and even I get goosebumps walking into St James's Park and hear that roar. It's there's not an awful lot like it. Yeah, that's it. It's a great shout, lads. I mean, I think I think one of the big positions we've all talked about, you know, in in amongst Newcastle fans is defensive midfield. I think we're really we're really weak there. You know, Hayden Hayden's not hit the heights that he that he once did under Rafa. Um, you know, and, and with all fairness to Hayden, he grafts hard. You know, and he puts in the shift, but. I think we need to step up in quality, you know, and there was a, there was a name thrown around actually, Mark, it was very interesting for me. That was Calvin Phillips. And I think that's a really good shout, you know, from Leeds. He's um, a hell of yeah. a player, you know, Leeds, Leeds, uh, Leeds, Leeds are a great team, you know, and, and Bielsa is fantastic. But if Calvin Phillips is going to be offered a considerable wage increase and be part of a project moving forward where he could be surrounded by some of the best players in European football, potentially in the next three or four seasons, would he would he have a sniff, do you think? Jack Williams left Aston Villa. 
Well, yeah. sorry to remind you, that, Marco. No, but you have that comparison, don't you? Because yeah. I mean, the boy is, is a league, exactly right, and, and I mean, we were we were close to signing him at one point, and he and he stayed. And he he is leads through and through. Um, mm. He's he's a tough one. I, th- I think he's more difficult to prize away from Leeds than Jack was from us. Yes, um, and I think especially under Bielsa, I think he he, he really enjoys that. So mm. if if that relationship under Bielsa with Bielsa is was to end, then I think the story's a little different. I think yeah. he's probably one that you would struggle. But there are others, you know. We I think there were plenty that were talking about the likes of Bissouma um, as a potential. And I've, I think there's um, issues surrounding him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. He might be playing for a different team altogether, mate. I think. Prison Prison FC has got some cracking players in it now, hasn't it? <laughs> the mean it's machine. It's getting yeah. their squad's getting big these days, isn't it? It's um, it is. It is. So yeah, I mean that that sort of level. Um, is that type is, of player, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, to come in and you want a, a proper ball playing defensive midfielder, and I, I just mm. don't think Hayden is that. No, um, and I think that's possibly where where you would maybe struggle in that in that area. So, yes, that that's yeah. certainly a, a one to look to, to strengthen. What's interesting though, and I think Dan, me and you spoke about this as well, you know, before we came on air. If you surround the club behind the scenes with the right people, the right scout mechanism, the, the guys who can scour all of Europe and find, uh, you know, Angolo Cantes and these types of guys, then you are going to find these nuggets from nowhere. We won't even know who the hell they are. And they'll come on and we'll be like, Christ, he's a good player, isn't he? You know, so if you get that right in the back, back of house, mate, then the, the front of house surely looks better, doesn't it? This is the thing, like, you know, obviously we can all say all these big names who we could think, but footballers, you know, this the... As, as you mentioned there, there's lots of little players who are very much unknown but might come in and suddenly be a superstar one day. It's not all about going out and breaking the band for them, you know, for someone who we all know. So as you've got, like, it, it, a football club hasn't just got to, as we've seen with many clubs, breaking the band for every single position doesn't always work. No, absolutely. You've got to have a, yes, break the band for some big names because, of course, that's what the fans want. We'd love to see sort of a big name pick come to Newcastle. But They've all got to gel together, and sometimes, you know, going under the radar a little bit can really help gel a squad together and, and, and picking out a little diamond or a gem from somewhere completely unknown. And then you find the next N'Golo Kante for what for like 500,000 or 1 million, and suddenly is now worth what tens of millions now. Absolutely, that's that's something Leicester done really well, isn't it, over the years? And then yeah. I think I think I, I think I think Emil actually said it didn't he as well on True Faith podcast. That's the kind of club in my eyes we should be trying to emulate yeah. as well. You know, Leicester then obviously you know follow the blueprint of, of the Manchester City. But yeah, ju- just to wrap up, lads, just uh, quickly for the the game at the weekend. You know, it, it's not a fixture focus episode, but you know we've, we've talked about the atmosphere so much. What are we thinking? Dan, start with you as our guest, mate. What are you fancying us against? You know that I'm optimistic, Chris, and with everything that's happened in the last week. Um, I think the crowd will just give us that boost with Wilson back, with you know a few other players come back from injury as well. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Good Get our season going. Good man. Mark? You gonna piss on the chips? <laughs> Ooh, just space. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it, the the atmosphere will do a lot to carry Newcastle through, regardless of 
of who's playing. I think if Wilson is fit, uh, I, I can see this being two or three nil. Wow. Um, wow. I, I just I just think that virtual high in, five. <laughs> I, I think walking into that atmosphere is. And it, it, it's been too long since you walk at the St. James's and, and feel intimidated. And that was always something as a, I mean, we had a, we have a dreadful record as Villa at, at, at St. James's. And it was always something you walked in and you heard that roar and you just felt, shit, we're here again. This isn't going to go well. And if you, that, the, the atmosphere just hasn't matched that level of, of, of intimidation for, for a long time and if you get that back and become a fortress again I know that's a cliched saying but you need the fans you need them and I just think that that will carry on it lifts the the level that the, the players will play at and I, I just think Spurs will come in and come unstuck I couldn't agree more, Mark. Uh, pe people tend to forget as well. Spurs aren't in a great place. You know, they're, they're not playing very good football. The, 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 the knives are out for Nuno. Kane isn't really firing. Um, you know, Deli Ali's invisible. You know, I hope I haven't jinxed us there. But but I, I'm, I'm going for 2-0 for Newcastle. 4-0 Tottenham. Um, <laughs> I'm going 2-0. I'm going 2-0 Newcastle, Dan. I'm being positive as well. The takeover has turned me. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark. I think the atmosphere, the buzz around the city, I don't think the fans will drop one bit I think they'll be singing the hearts out from minute one to minute 90 and if those players can't get up for that and they can't yeah. perform in that then they don't deserve to be in the club and, and we've got the owners now who can just flick them out and, and get replacements so you know I think I think that they will they will turn up I think Wilson will be gasping the banging goals in that crowd so Maximum as Mark says there will want the ball every second I even think likes a long staff and Willick will look like the shackles are off them I think they'll, they'll feel a sense of freedom without Bruce there as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going 2-0 um, for Newcastle. And bring bring on Sunday. Get in. What a game this is going to be. And uh, that's all the time we've got for on the slide. We'll pass today, guys. Dan, thanks for joining us as always, mate. Very well. Yeah. I loved it yeah. as per usual. Yeah, and, and as always, mate, we, we, we always give the guests a chance to shout out the, the podcast. And, oh, what do you want to plug this time? Um... <laughs> You've got about 16 to choose from, mate, so pick pick one. <laughs> uh, ooh, you're putting me on the spot now. You know what, right, given everything that's happened in the takeover from the last few days, I'm going to plug, uh, well, actually, you know what I'm going to plug? Writer's Block Live, which you're on, Chris. I'm going to plug yeah, that. I'm also going to plug... Uh, Emile's fan cams part two coming out very soon, which I obviously filmed. So instead of plugging myself at once, I'm going to plug other people. Oh, nice! No, he's, a, he's a noble man, but we'll, we'll, we'll stick some links to the true faith there. Not that they need much help from us, but we'll, we'll no, we're, we're, we're doing faith. fantastic at true faith. I do apologize yeah. if I've been saying like I under my breath. I got cramp about two minutes ago <laughs> tonight, and I'm slowly nursing my thigh right now, just trying to stretch oh, it underneath. That's well, that, Dan, Dan will not be playing Sunday, that's for sure. But, no. But yeah, listen, listen. If you if you like the kind of thing that, that we do, guys, obviously we really appreciate all the listens and the views. You know, just remember to to click subscribe and like the videos for the slide rule pass. And also, if you listen to us on the audio, you know, thank you very much. You know, we're available on Spotify, you know, podcast, iTunes, everything you could possibly imagine. Just drop us a little uh, a little like, give us a little rating on there, and uh, yeah, we're, we're always happy to, to have you on board. But uh, for now, we're going to say. Time to go away and aware the lads and bring on Sunday. Let's batter those spurs. Come on, lads.